Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's another episode of Glamour's Hey, It's Okay, the podcast that usually comes to you live from a pod cover. But today we're in a very, very swish location for a very swish guest indeed. We're going to be talking about whether or not it's okay to cull friendships. Is it okay to have a friend who slightly terrifies you for some reason? And what about job satisfaction? Can you be good at your job and still kind of hate it? Do you know what? It's going to be okay. We're going to sort all of this out right now. Welcome, welcome. We are in a very echoey, very posh room. But that's very suitable today because we've got a very, very posh guest, haven't we, Kat? Oh, I thought you were talking about me. Oh, sorry. Well, well you obviously are very posh. Everyone knows that. I'm you can tell. Much, uh... Yes, it's Kat Brown, social media editor of Hello. Glamour. Hi there. I'm Joe Elvin. I'm the editor-in-chief of Glamour. And we are joined by filmmaker, photographer and artist genius extraordinaire, oh, Sam Taylor-Johnson. Woo! Woo-hoo! Although nice. I, say, I say she's a genius. She did come in and promptly spill tea all over herself. Yeah, I did. Absolutely, you know, absolutely in, covered in tea. In, in, in scatty professor mode. And I'm, I'm covered in tea looking very glamorous sitting on a towel. The thing is you are still looking really glamorous. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's really annoying. I did my hair especially for the podcast. Yeah, and we, we appreciate that. And the, the, the listeners do appreciate that too. Oh, definitely. I did make an yeah. effort. Yeah. And I got us all to this lovely hotel. Yeah. It's pretty swanky. Fantastic. And this is, um, yeah, so you're a bit of a podcast virgin. Um, doing them, yes. Yeah. Listening to them, no. Okay. Them, yes. Well, this is Glamour's Hey, It's Okay. We talk about all sorts of right. crap, really. But first of all, before we get to the crap, let's yes. talk about Gypsy. We're mm-hmm. here, you've, you've directed two episodes, the inaugural episodes yep. of the new Netflix series Gypsy, starring Naomi Watts. Yeah. What do you want to tell us about it? Um, Well, she's Australian. She's fucking great. I mean, isn't it great working with the Aussies cat? (laughs) Isn't it great? Yeah. She's great. And the great thing that really was, for me, was that she was game to do this because she'd never done television really before or not that I think she's done anything significant in in terms of like a big meaty role like this. But uh, yeah, she signed on immediately. So once I knew that I had her... I really knew that it was going to be something special because mm. uh, she just gives her heart and soul to everything and she's really talented. How do you, what's it like when you you want that actress and how do you know 
which actors you want to work with? What what do you look for? Well, it's kind of instinct. So, you know, I was reading this and, and as you read it, you know, you start casting, fantasy casting, yeah. and you sort of lie in bed at night thinking, oh, and I could try this person in this for this role. And and, uh, and and sometimes it all hits in the right way and sometimes it doesn't. But with this, it, it did. I thought immediately of Naomi. And uh, and then Billy Crudup is plays her husband, who's amazing as well. And uh, so yeah, we got very lucky in our casting. Mm. And then what you do is yeah, you ask them, and then hopefully they say yes. <laughs> it's you... not as simple as that, but it sounds well. I'm sure it is where you're involved. Roughly. Yeah, <laughs> and the writer. This is quite an amazing turnaround for the writer because this is her first. Unbelievable. I mean, I kept saying to her, you know, it's not always going to be like this. Or, you know, it doesn't always work like this because she was 29 and first thing out of college and it gets commissioned by Netflix, full green lit, let's go, 10 episodes. She wrote the whole thing. She was producer, showrunner, writer, creator. And uh, yeah, I kept sort of being the right old Debbie Downer saying, you know, it's not always going to be, you know, that it doesn't work like this. Yeah. <laughs> because for her, it's like, oh, this is great. So I, you just write something and you get your own show. That's amazing. Well, if I'd known that <laughs> earlier in my youth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like Lena Dunham Mark II almost in that yeah. business. I knew obviously that she'd written it, but I didn't know well, that she'd been cool that involved. super cool woman and, uh, you know, she'd written something so, so incredibly different as well that which is why I wanted to do it I read it and I just thought you know it's a real it's a dark thriller yeah I, it's yeah. funny because people say psychological thriller which I think sort of takes you on a tangent in the wrong way yes it's you're constantly kind of on the edge of your seat as to what she's going to do next but it's sort of dangerous mostly to herself mm. and uh and she is you know she lives this absolutely immoral <laughs> kind of mad unpredictable life that she throws grenades into constantly and it's quite nice to create a woman anti-hero mm. i don't know how many of those we tend to see they tend to be written for men yeah, it feels like the first that i can really remember since gone girl yeah almost. yeah but she you're really not rooting for her <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you're really not you're rooting for everyone around her that hoping she doesn't touch them in a way because she's so so wildly the minute her daughter came on I just almost involuntarily just sort of hissed through my teeth I was like don't screw her up yeah, it's going to be awful I know oh but where's the fun in that you know <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Turn up come on yeah. 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 so you, you kind of you do seem sort of like drawn to dark tales is that yeah. fair what, where, yeah, where do you I go from so. here yeah. I think um, yeah I, I guess I mean I like to think that I'm drawn to real sort of interesting character journeys and, mm. and often that sort of leads them into dark places and and not always pleasant and uh but with this it was definitely having a sort of female protagonist who's wild mm. and I I love the themes of you know sort of I think everybody can relate to that wanting to see what a different life would be like wanting to be yeah. another person yeah. do you ever have those and having can that you relate anonymity to that? I can't yeah. relate to being able to be as as uh, wild and badly behaved as she is. I'm not sure I would want to either, but um, that idea of her anonymity, you know, that in her sort of safe world in Connecticut and then she can go into Manhattan and be whoever she wants is quite an amazing thought. Particularly mm. for people who've ever had problems with Starbucks spelling their name wrong on their coffee cups. Yeah. It can be very tempting just to change your <laughs> yeah. name like Jean does in that first Oh, yeah, episode. no, I often, I often give them um, different names. It's quite good to do that. Just, what's your name? Rihanna. Or, you know, what's your name? <laughs> Spell that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Sam is pretty much straight yeah. off. Yeah. fantastic. How was it as well directing something that is just just so long, basically, being able to have the, I mean, obviously sort of 
setting up 10 episodes yeah. rather than, you know, a compact it was kind of, I mean, it was difficult, actually, for me, because I only was responsible for the first two, and then there's eight more after that. So, you, you know, my job was to set them up, cast them, give the kind of look of it and the style of it, and then I have to walk away. And that was hard, the walking away, because mm. I've never really done that before. And so, you know, you do the... You start something, but you don't get to do the middle or the end, and so you're sort of handing over your baby, saying, "Please dress yeah, it well," <laughs> because it's not really. I don't Look think you after can. It. You, you can't really be a good director or creator if you're fine with letting go of control. No, so, no. How was, do you do that? Yeah. It was really tough, but at the same time, the the schedule was really intense. So I was, you know, wiped out. So I was mm. happy that I wasn't doing the entire. 10 episodes over five months, 16-hour days, six days a week. I was quite happy to sort of just do five weeks and leave that behind. But at the same time, yeah, creatively, I just, you know, I want to make sure that they do, the next director know, you know, it's quite hard, but the next director has to come in and be sort of autonomous of me and have their own sort of control. So, yeah. Were you able to look at those later episodes? I'm not sure I'd want to do that again. It was quite, it was hard. Yeah. Were you able to look at those later episodes and go, yes, I still see me in this, or was it very much like looking at somebody else's work? Very much looking like somebody else's work. Mm. And, uh, you know, and I think everyone did a fine job, but at the same time, it was... It's... It was fine. Yes. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Eight of them were not yeah. as good as yeah. they could have been. Yeah. But no, it was... It's if that's just... the best you can do, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You just kind of think... Oh, okay. <laughs> and on to the next and, bit. And on to the next, yeah. Would TV yeah. be something that you'd be tempted to go to again? Yeah, definitely. But I think I'd have to do the entire thing. Mm. I think I learned a, a lesson of uh, I am more of a control freak than I like to believe. <laughs> Did you only end up doing the first two episodes? Was that a scheduling issue? No, it or? was how it was from day one. I knew I was stepping into it that way. So I knew, like, you know, a lot of directors and a lot of film directors go on and they do the one episode, set it up, walk away, leave it for other people to follow. So it's kind of the norm, but a limited, like a true detective or the night of mm. would be something I'd quite like to do. I hope you don't mind me asking, you celebrated a milestone birthday Yes, this no, year. I don't mind you asking too. Happy 50th Thank for you. earlier this year. You look incredible, which goes without Thank saying. You. But I just wanted to know... Did you, did you use it as a time to reflect? Was there any, do you know what I mean? Um, what, what, what are you proud of and what would you tell your younger self? I think a lot of glamour audience would love to know. Well, that the, the most important thing for me was a lot of people, uh, friends especially, they love to kind of poke at you, which we'll talk about when we come to culling yeah, friends. Yeah, indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of friends are like, oh, 50, how are you feeling? You know, is it going to be difficult turning 50? And, and my answer, which was a natural one, was like, I'm fucking lucky to be turning 50. I'm so proud of what I've gone through to get to 50. Mm. And um, turning 50 is great because what's the alternative? Not turning 50. No, I'd quite yeah. like to turn 60, 70 and 80 yeah. <laughs> and whatever. And uh, so it's that thing of just being, you know, grateful, grateful to have lived a life beyond, you know, a, 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 mo you know, a couple of moments where I didn't think I'd get beyond mm, yes because you've survived cancer a couple of times haven't yes, you? yeah which is that's knock on wood yes that's it we'll all do that yeah but um no it's absolutely but do you i think as i get older what i love is the things i just don't care about anymore yeah sort of like the things yeah. you let go of yeah. is there anything like that with you yeah i think uh you know i definitely don't really if i lived for you know other people's opinions on on how i live my life i don't think i'd be leading a as good a life as I am. Mm. So I think, you know, one thing I'd tell my 
probably my younger self is, you know, be true to yourself and don't care what other people think. Mm. I think that's the best advice I could give myself then and other people. But it does. It seems to me like you've never really cared what people think. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Shit, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that is... Which a, is thank God. It's I actually really hard. Yeah, it's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to live like that. But it's, It is really hard. Yeah. And it's a process of, of trust in yourself and, and believing that you're... Your instincts are right. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen? I keep always telling myself, you change, change something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you heard it here, everybody. This is, it is brilliant life advice at any age. Right, let's get into this. Sam Taylor-Johnson, we need you to help us sort out all the dilemmas that come up in an average day of conversation at Glamour. God, we get through some crap. And one of the things we, we talk a lot about, we come to work and compare our sort of like our friendships and our relationships, and we yeah. want to know, is it okay to cull friendships? Do you ever do that? Yes. I think I probably do it without telling anybody that I'm doing it. Yes, that's the best way. <laughs> yeah. I did have a really good friend who's a, I won't name her, but she's a very well-known artist, and she wrote letters. She wrote a list of people she wanted to cull, the reasons why, and then wrote them each a letter as, you are no longer my friend and I don't want you in my life. Oh, man, that is <laughs> some balls. <laughs> that is balls, though. It is balls, and I'm so glad I wasn't on that list. Yeah. We're still really good friends. Oh, I don't know if I'd want to be that formally final about it. No, You never no, know when too. you might need that person yeah. again. <laughs> I know, no, and I've gone through phases where, you know, friends have really upset me or you know, that double-crossed feeling where I've gone, right, that's it, I'm, I, I'm cutting. You don't know I'm cutting, but I'm cutting. And then a few years go by and you think, oh, God, I really miss them. And then they're like, so weird, I haven't heard from you for a you, while. You, you know, that's because I silently cut you, but now I'm You've said it ex- exactly, and I have said it on the podcast before, there are people out there who don't know I'm not talking to them. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's kind of annoying because I sort of want them to know, but I, I yeah. but then I actually had a... It's an, kind of awful because I'm just, I wish I was that person to, that could say, you really hurt my feelings and upset me, but I don't want to hurt their feelings and upset them. Well, I'm I, I did do that recently. Oh. I had an argument on social media with somebody and they sort of like, they publicly slagged off some of my work not acceptable and I was so upset because I just didn't see it coming from that yeah. person yeah so I emailed him and just said you know what I was really really yeah wound, wounded that you did that and <laughs> yeah. we ended up and he was like oh I never really thought you would take it that seriously I was like no I didn't yeah and I think it was actually a really really good thing for our friendship it. but like six months ago I might have I think as you grow up and get older you do try to amend the situation in a more healthy way mm-hmm. I'm trying to be better at that or also you can just use social media to hide behind as well because <laughs> I don't know if you use Facebook so but it's quite easy just don't to use sort of Facebook or Twitter but I do like in. Instagram yeah. Yeah, Instagram's the friendly face of social media that's yeah. the only one I do because yeah. I feel as a photographer it's quite nice to sort of keep it out there mm. yeah I think it's also quite difficult to have those conversations with people because perhaps you also have to revisit some of the harm that that person has sort of unleashed on you. Yeah, yeah. I remember about 10 years ago, um, when I must have been about 24, one of my very best friends slept with my boyfriend. And he was an absolute arse, so he went immediately. But I I loved her and so we, we stayed friends and I was very involved with her life to a certain extent. A few years later, I just had to go... I no. don't think we should do this anymore and I'm just going to go away. And then just 
almost like broke up with her. Yeah. So just deleted everything from all things and we just left it at that. And to be honest, I think we're probably much happier. Yeah. And no. sometimes you just, you need to do that. You do. It's hard. I've it's never hard. broken up with a friend. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the same way it would break up with a boyfriend. And I think, I don't know, but there are certainly, there's certainly been people in my life who you, you can't even put your finger on it, but they make you feel terrible. Yeah. And you don't know, you don't even know why. Those yes. people need to be cold. I know, yeah. but I, yeah. Judging friends, I don't really like much. Yes. The ones that feel they can cast judgment on you and your decisions. That's quite tough. You're not a plot on Coronation Street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, I don't think you should be, well... Don't what's care a, what you what's think. A good, what is a good and healthy way of ending these friendships then, rather than summarily just going, well, obviously, fake your own death yeah. and move <laughs> to Cuba. It's fine. Or move yeah. to another country. Yeah. That yeah. yeah. gets rid of quite a few. You did do that. Oh my gosh, yeah, but then you've just got to stay friends with everybody in LA. Yeah. New friends. Yeah. New beginnings. And then it's quite hard because you can't break up with new people, but you can avoid them. Well, I am going to LA for work in a couple of weeks. There you go. Sorry, Jay, might just not come back. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll need to talk about that. Unless I'm being culled, culled <laughs> live on the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it okay, Sam Taylor-Johnson, Cat Brown? to be really good at your job, but absolutely still effing hated at the same time. Now, this one, thank you, Nicola Jane Downey, via email. Some, we ask glamour readers to contribute I think topics. it's really great to be good at your job for everybody else, but to hate it is personally the worst thing you could do for yourself. What I'd say about this is, I mean, we've all got fun jobs, you know. They're sort of yeah. like they have a sheen of glamour, you yeah. know. There's hard work, but there's, they're exciting, creative jobs. Yeah. And I have, there was, I was interviewed on um, by some university students and they were saying, oh, it must be so brilliant to just get up every day and just <laughs> love your job. And it is. I do love yeah. my job. But the way they were talking about it, it was like woodland creatures frolic behind <laughs> me and I never have to have a budget meeting or yeah. say something shitty to a staff member or, yeah. 
you know, just... No, the outside world perception yeah. is glittering and, and unicorns, yeah. So I would say I do love my job, but, and I, you know, I try to be good at it, but I, I think that there are bits of it that I do effing hate. Yeah. I hate talking to anybody about money. Yeah. I hate balancing budgets. I don't want to yeah. think about deadlines. Yeah. You know, it's still overall, I think, is a job that you really like. Yeah. Whereas I think it can be, particularly no. when you're in your 20s or just starting out, yeah. Um, obviously you're working really hard and you want to get into a profession and I remember a while ago having a job that I was really good at and I could have stayed in for years and years and years until basically I dropped dead yeah and every night I went home horrified at the prospect that I was going to do that and I was never going to yes. realize whatever burning potential I sort of felt yeah. sort of inside and eventually did move and just the difference I mean this new job was really hard and there were lots of challenges yeah. and everything but I just had that lovely feeling of walking down the street, feeling like, yes, it's great. It's really <laughs> hard, but I'm doing something I really enjoy. Yeah, I've done a million jobs. I mean, honestly, I could, I've, I've done everything from putting on backs on earrings in a factory. I was a chief photocopier at the paracetamol company. I was a waitress. I was a bar person. I've done, I, I feel like I've done every possible thing. And I always managed to find little bits to enjoy, but this sounds like an apocryphal story and it's not. But when I finished college art school um this guy older guy came up to me and said whatever you do don't get a good job because if you get a good job you'll get comfortable and you'll be too afraid to leave and take the risk to be an artist he said just get a whole load of shit jobs just that pay you money so that you can continue living the dream and it was really actually great advice and i couldn't help but stick to it because no one offered me a good job so <laughs> um uh, but it was it was yeah so, I don't know. I mean, I'm lucky. I love what I do. Of course, there are always aspects where there are days where you're just like, oh, mm. this is going to be a tough day or, you know, this person's really difficult. Yeah, what, what's what's bad? What, when is your job bad? Do you know what I mean? What sort of general um, things are the hard things? Creative about? differences. Yeah. That's difficult, obviously. And, mm. uh, you know, there's... I know that there's a famous one in my life that I had a bit of a challenge with. Um, but you always have to... I mean, I always find ways to navigate around it but sometimes it's it's unnavigatable and sometimes you just got to deal with the shit and get through it mm. um, but you know in my job I still think I'm the luckiest person to be able to get up and do what I'm doing even though there are days where I want to scream I find that do you, do you find and again as I get older you have those days where you just can't see eye to eye with this person or there is some seemingly insurmountable yeah problem I still have that almost philosophical I try to look down on it now it's like one day yeah this will be over and one day this will yeah. teach me something I mean I, I yeah. feel like that but I I mean I have this thing absolute blind belief that I can get on with everyone I can get on and talk to anyone and everyone and I always have been so when I come across someone I can't navigate I'm so confused and, right. I, and I'm sideswiped and then I don't know quite I don't have the tools to deal with somebody who who doesn't want to get on with me. I get so confused and I get, you know, kind of immediately hurt. Like, what? What? I, I, I'm so easy. <laughs> and I'm like friends. And, you can't call them. And I, yeah, and at work. And then you've got to find the way. And that finding the way is, you know, a new skill that you have to learn. And, and then also a new skill to learn to avoid. But I think another <laughs> difficulty with your job is, like, you, you can get on with people, but you have to be, to a large extent single-minded in a vision you have yeah, to be you have to be. so and it's that's where it becomes difficult I think, yeah, isn't it? yeah it is and especially uh, you know for me having been an artist and been totally autonomous and my idea is my idea and here it is you know in obviously in the film world you have to 
um, you know, answer to lots of different people. So that can get complicated. So like eyes wide open, do you sort of like have a checklist now of like, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do I, I need to make sure that, yeah, yeah. we're all on the same page. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I've, I've learned, you know, you learn harsh lessons along the way, but you have to just think of it philosophically as a teaching yeah. learning process and not get it, get too swayed, you know, and yeah. Yeah. Pick yourself up. I'll just let that when I was working Gotta on the meatpacking factory for two weeks before the Edinburgh Festival. Did you do the meatpacking? <sighs> the things we learn. I'm trying to think what my worst job is. I think I think I don't think I've ever had an absolute. And do you know the job I hated the most was um, being a publicist for Neighbours. Oh, that's quite, that's quite funny. My worst job was at the Camden Palace. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had one I of my worst nights at the Camden and, Palace, but I don't think you were there. I worked so. on the door, and then and then they made me kind of a manager, and then I was working from five in the afternoon till five in the morning, and then trying to be an artist in the day, and and I literally had no skills to run a nightclub, um, which is. I have no idea what I was doing. I don't know what I was doing. I went there, had one awful night there, and, and a man licked my face. And I, wasn't, <laughs> and, I, and I didn't want that to happen. So, yeah, I never oh. went back to the Captain Palace. No, it's very glad that didn't happen to me in the meatpacking factory. That definitely <laughs> no, not be Right, we're gonna we're going back to friends. God, when you and I said so we're gonna we have no friends after friends this. Or neighbors, <laughs> neighbors, friends. I think that would have been worse. Actually, I heard they were nightmares at the time. <laughs> but um, so yes, is it okay to have a friend who scares you a little bit for some reason? I do. I don't have a friend I'm terrified of, but I have friends who. Oh, I have a friend I'm frightened of. Really? Yeah. And why yeah. are you frightened of this person? Because they constantly tell me how I'm doing everything wrong. You right? Yeah. Oh, Sounds know. like either your mother or a frenemy. Exactly. Or I someone you need to cull, going back to the <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think there's something in me that obviously needs it because I'm still really good friends and we have been. But are they telling you in like a, a jolly way, like over wine? No, you should listen just... to me. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> to be honest, I'd oh, like a friend who would good. tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> tell me what to do and I'll do no, it. Constant. You should have listened to me. Yeah. But then, um, and the, but we're still really good friends, and I'm always like, I'm always battling. No, I shouldn't have because I did it this way, and this way works. Well, yeah, but if you'd have done it this way, it would have worked differently this way. No, because I did it. So we're always like that. But that's good in that case because it's um, it sounds like she's a sounding board for you knowing your own opinions and what you're actually she's doing. She's a sounding board for knowing I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to see now there's like this, you know, oh, the thing is I just get on with everybody. <laughs> yeah, but <I laughs> maybe that's a bad <laughs> thing. <laughs> but I quietly call and quietly know I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> I've only ever really been scared of people if they haven't not necessarily been predictable in their actions and yeah. how they behave. So if somebody suddenly stops being friendly or suddenly starts being mean and it's not yes, for like an obvious reason, I'm like I can't deal with games. Yeah. And and so anything like that, like like you were saying, yeah. about working with people who just suddenly go, that I think is the scariest thing yes. for me because yeah. I don't understand who I, they are anymore. I have a couple of friends. I'm going to say three or four friends so that nobody can no, hear no, and go, that's oh, yes. me. But, um, there's a, and it's not a violent thing or anything like that. Anything like that. Obviously, that's a completely different conversation. But yeah. there are just a couple of those people who they'll say, oh, 
do you want to do this on this night? And I'm dreading saying I can't do it because I know they're going to be really annoyed. Yeah, I have those. got a couple of people who really strop if, A, you can't do something. So I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to say? I'm going to have to send a picture of my leg hanging off or something just so they, you know. Or the people who don't seem to get that sometimes life throws you a curveball and you then have to cancel that plan or rearrange. And I'm, and it's not cool that I'm really scared to tell you that. No, I know. Yeah. That's just an invitation just to not say anything and not turn up. Wow. God. Oh no, I would never dare. (laughs) Oh my God. And yeah. And you can always tell there's that that passive aggressive kind of thing of like, okay, well, what about this night then? Well, what about that night? What about this night? I'll send you a car. How about your third? Yeah. It's only November. That's what I was was saying. My 50th of November date comes in handy. What about that day? Yeah. The hard hard thing about moving countries and making new friends is quite difficult because then you're meeting people and you have no history with them Mm -hmm. and then uh you don't really quite know where you stand and then that becomes and then you're like oh you're that that's quite scary that you're like that and now I've made friends with you now you've got my number (laughs) I'm committed (laughs) now I'm committed and oh my goodness (laughs) that that's been quite a learning curve for me of, of making new friends and then also realizing I live in a place where no one knows me from know way back when there's no one I can sort of you know crawl around and sort of cry in their lap about the latest episode of you know there's not I I found that when I when I moved here from Australia yes and even now I've got wonderful friends here but I don't have those people I used to get hung over with and go and have breakfast with at 11 o'clock in the morning you know yeah yeah. those ones that where you just think oh they know me they know I don't really mean that or I don't really yeah, no, you sort of have to be on your toes a little bit. So what you're saying is you're the friend that everybody's scared of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we put the world to rights. I think we have. This is awesome. You are free to go back to I LA think all now. my friends are going to call me. No, <laughs> they won't. They're going to love you even more. I can tell. As, as the Glamour audience, well, thank you so much, Sam Taylor Johnson. Oh, thank you today. for having me. And thank you, Kat Brown. Thank you. And thanks to me as well. Thank you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming to this lovely, glamorous hotel. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, good luck with the cleaning bill. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Soaking wet from the sea.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.